Hello, it is I, Rusev from Rusev Day. Hey, you guys, this is Mickey James. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW. Greetings, podcast fans. My name is Bryce Youngberg. I am an all wrestling referee. I'm going to JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, and this show. This podcast. This show is scheduled for one fall. And it damn sure will be a sovereign honor. Hello, everybody. Hello. I don't know how much of a slobber knocker is going to be today, Chuck. <laughs> this may be a low energy episode of the One Fall Show. But who knows? Who knows? We're going to knock all the slobber. <laughs> all the knocking, none of the slobbering. That's We're right. we to figure out how to turn this into something other than a morbidly unpopular podcast, Chuck. It's morbid time. It's morbid time. <laughs> well, uh been a long week. Uh, we had Justin come in here last week. Right. Blow right by security. Yep. Does not speak well to the local talent since Dan Housen has left Detroit uh, in any capacity. At least the local talent that we get to wear a security T-shirt. Yes. Yes. Uh, but uh, that has been rectified. He has been suspended this week. Uh, without pay. Without pay. Uh, speaking of no pay, I also fired the board of directors. Right. Who was responsible for hiring the Lord uh, local talent. And uh, hired, uh, brought in a new uh, board of directors. Now this is very embarrassing, Chuck. But uh, turns out the new board of directors done a little research. Our uh, our north star, our guiding light, Jack our, to the gills, uh, Jack to the gills, keynote speaker. Keynote. Turns out also ancient ghoul that's been ruining the show. So oh. the new board of directors has sacked Erica. Man, I don't know. I don't want to say this on mic, but I don't know that I agree with them. On this particular, uh, this whole um, series of uh, boards of directors has not really worked out uh, like I had hoped, Chuck. Uh, not only are we often without a person on the show, right? Uh, but our, our ratings have not gone up at all. Oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, this has not been. When a, you have to fire a board of directors, how many people are you in fact firing? Is that like a dozen? Or? Uh, yes, a baker's dozen. In Ooh. fact, thirteen. Yeah. Very unlucky. Um, We're just going through bodies here on the one fall yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, and they're all, they all they all have year contracts. Uh, so <laughs> oh be, no, becoming extremely expensive. Uh, speaks to why uh, I'm unable to pay you. Uh, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense now. But uh, now I get it. Anyway, uh, Chuck, uh, I'd like to introduce Chuck, uh, my co-host, uh, longtime stalwart of the one fall show, and but, and. Um, as uh, one now defunct board of directors, has at least uh, correctly pointed out, one thing we got right, the most uh, underrated talent in the space. Mr. Yeah. Chuck Bean, how you doing, sir? I'm all right, brother. I'm hanging in there. It's uh, It's been a week. It's been a week. And I'm not even talking wrestling-wise. It's been a week, though. It's definitely... I don't. I, I said last week it's going to be a little while. I'm going to have kind of like that battered girlfriend syndrome where it's like, I don't know. I don't trust it yet. I don't trust it yet. That has not changed. No, still, still not. I, I still, you know, hey, we're, we're still seeing, uh, we're still going forward. We're mm -hmm. not falling backwards. Not yet, but still just, uh, I don't know. Well, it's still five hours of content with the WWE. That is true. That's, uh, you know, potentially an issue. I uh, think what it's come down to, at least for me, and I don't want to, you know, drag us off topic right from the get go, but I think it's a matter of, there are so many entertainment mediums now mm -hmm. whether you're talking about video games or streaming content or you know going to the movies there's so many other ways you can spend that five hours that if you've spent the last three years giving me excuse to find other ways to spend that five yes. hours it's hard to pull me back yeah for creatures of habit too right so you yep. find the new thing and you're like hey, that old thing i don't really need to follow that anymore it's tricky and that's the i you know as we watched uh uh, Vince McMahon erode the product over the course right. of the last several years. Shoot himself in the foot successively over a matter of uh, years. Yes, yes. Every it, Monday night, you could you could guarantee Vince McMahon was going to pull out a gun and shoot himself in the foot again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it, it became problematic in that uh, getting those people back is going to be challenging, perhaps more challenging than finding new fans. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they were touting on on uh, Friday. They had their their big WrestleMania, was it party or whatever? Or they were, you know, they, yeah, they're doing something a little new here, presenting the WrestleMania way in advance and getting you know the, the hype machine rolling. Right, and they said that they sold more tickets on day one than they've ever sold for WrestleMania. So oh. apparently, the there is an audience still there. Mm -hmm. It's just maybe not necessarily uh, the audience we were a part of. 
for many years. Yeah, well, we talked about it with Justin, right? He 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 mentions the fact that the uh, the live audience is there for things, right? You know, um, the, the different things that there was outside of that Cleveland audience, which sucked. Cleveland, <laughs> I hope you're not listening. Cleveland, uh, not rocking. No, no, no. That was that was that was bad news. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm um, I'm optimistic of a few things. I like the fact that uh, Kevin Owens, the, the the prize fighter Kevin Owens, seems to be coming back in a big way. That's definitely, very exciting. Definitely a highlight of last night's three-hour Monday Night Raw. But as it was happening, I was like, oh, Shawnee's eating this up. Yes, yes. Shawnee's <laughs> loving this. Absolutely loving it. Yes, yes. And even seeing a little bit of uh, the Kevin Owens that we've known and loved forever when he... Uh, got himself disqualified and then told the Usos the travel chief owes me one kind <laughs> yes. of thing, like off mic, just mm-hmm. yelling down from the ring. It was like, yep, that's, that's why I like watching Kevin Owens matches. Uh, yes. Yes. Cause he'll just pop off at any, any given day. If he has an idea, it's probably a good one and he'll just pop right off. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, we've talked for a real, I mean, since the inception of this show, because you know, it's been what, five or six years now. If, uh, right. If you include the episodes that were deleted, uh, somehow, some way by somebody. Right. Um, those people also fired. Also fired. Looking for the, you know, the Thanos of the thing, because then at that point we were still, you know, Endgame was still a big uh, right. cultural touchstone. And um, the idea that, like, hey, if you get factions, then you can get the factions united. And eventually you figure out how to make the heels and the baby faces work together in a much bigger, more complex right. series of stories. Yeah. Rather than the interchangeable, we're going to have uh, Babyface A against heel B, C, or D. It doesn't really matter. Throw whoever in there. And we're finally getting that, and that is fun. But that's going to take time to develop, and it's going to take sure. time to um, sow a lot of seeds. And, and I think it's probably going to be very, very common, uh, your experience. The, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm feeling it, too. I've not jumped back in. I have not said, oh, this is so good. I'm so happy. Three years ago, Triple H had taken over. I'd be there five hours yep. every week. I'd be right in front of that TV. I'd probably still be watching. You know, I'd be struggling to watch fit fit in the black and gold, but I'd still be making sure to keep a pulse on it because right. that, that would matter. Yeah, you know, and uh, that'll. I think that'll actually be. I hadn't thought of that in the last month or so, but that will absolutely be kind of a turning point. Is when stuff that happens on NXT starts to matter on Raw and SmackDown mm-hmm. when they call up people from this particular you know, right. round of NXT people. When Braun Breaker shows up on Raw and they mention very frequently feuds he had in NXT or the fact that he was champion for X amount of days, then it'll be like, cool, now this shit counts. Well, going back to Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre's promo last night, both of them bringing up tons of history that we're just not used to hearing wrestlers talk about because they definitely, they approach it in the same way that uh, 80s Marvel comics were approached and that like every issue is supposed to be someone's first. So like don't bog them down in continuity. Mm-hmm. And we're nerds, we're comic nerds, so we want continuity. Yeah, and you don't have to bog anybody down. I mean, you know, if you're there for the first time and you're hearing these accolades, right. it sort of lights up your brain and it's up to you if you want to be excited enough to go back and find those things or not but exactly. it, that wealth of stuff is there but you don't necessarily need it to see drew and kevin owens you know slap the crap out of each other yeah like drew uh we're professional wrestlers in a professional wrestling ring yeah oh my god you know vince mcmahon just just, just oh i love ah, i love ah. that people are finding these screenshots of like vince at his lowest in character yeah the last like 10 years and posting them every time somebody does something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah him funny. sitting in the uh the rocking chair on ecw and looking confused yes the every time like uh the the friggin uh I almost said Def Jam, the hit row comes back or something. And he's like, he's got that look on his face. Like, who is this? Yeah. What? 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 Who is, who is this? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I am in many ways shocked by how quickly some of the changes that were made. Because all during that time, I kept trying to, I kept banging the table and saying, this is clearly a money matter, right? Like, this is a, a con issue. Right. But it must not have been. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, if within two weeks, like, you can put somebody else in there and they can look at the financials and be like, oh, we can afford to bring them and them and them and them back. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can afford to do all this goofy stuff. And it's interesting. WWE did contact the SEC with this notion that, you know, without Vince McMahon, we may have trouble creating new characters and yada, yada. Yeah. I, I feel like that was, uh, I mean, perhaps a little, a little Easter egg to give to Vince at home. Um, but mostly it was just, uh, you know, well, just in case this doesn't work out as much as we think, we're sure. going to go ahead and throw this out here. 
Um, you know, there's no way to convey to investors how excited wrestling fans are for the WWE again. Yeah. And and they're you know they can't be entirely sure that those numbers are going to lead to uh, to to viewers and sales and whatnot. So, but I I have a feeling it will. I can definitely picture an investor that knows nothing about professional wrestling just likes to watch the numbers go up, mm-hmm. uh, trying to tell them it's like no, it's actually a good thing that the CEO is gone, right? And this other guy who used to be you know, in the trenches with the wrestlers is now CEO. They'd be like, no, that sounds awful. They're going to drive, they're going to drive stock down and they're going to spend a bunch of money and stupid places that they don't know. They're not supposed to spend it. Yeah. So I can absolutely picture them being not, not having any conception about the fact that like the next year or so of WWE, don't tell Justin, I said this, he's not in the room, but the next year of WWE could, you know, double their popularity and, and, and the amount of money they put in their bank accounts, yeah. you know, if played correctly, as long as they don't try and sell a million tribal queef uh, T-shirts, then I think we'll be all right. And, and to be fair, I don't know if people want tribal queef T-shirts. I'm not buying one. No, no, <laughs> certainly I'm, not. I've certainly uh, that's definitely uh, one of the ways I'm becoming a boring adult is looking at even the wrestling shirts I've already bought and being like, yeah, that was fun three years ago, but I'm never going to wear that Rusev Day shirt ever again. Yeah, I might yeah. as well just uh, take that to goodwill. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the wrestling T-shirts are tricky, and you're like, what do I do with these? Yeah, you're <laughs> you're you're almost banking when you buy a wrestling T-shirt is like, is this the next Austin three sixteen? Will I be able to wear this a decade from now, and it's still culturally relevant? Mm-hmm. Um, usually they are not. No, uh, usually they are not. No. Something tells me those Danhausen shirts may a decade from now still be culturally relevant. Yeah, Danhausen seems to be creating a very unique niche. Plus, they're just fun graphics, right? Yes. Like you don't have to be, but you know they don't have. Um, uh, well, the AEW branded ones, I suppose, do. However, he's got about eight thousand shirts that you can get on Pro Wrestling Tees that are not branded in any way. They just you know have this image of this hilarious fella. And that's the thing I noticed too is that uh, WWE is now working with a t-shirt company of some sort i saw an ad for like one of their ads where they show you a whole bunch of shirts and i think it was on smackdown and they said that like it's now this wwe x this company and they're a company that specifically makes sports paraphernalia shirts oh nice and i was like i wonder if that means that like the designs are going to get way better now because wwe has been very hit or miss with their t-shirt designs over the years sometimes you'll get you know, something is like, you know, I think there's an Edge shirt right now that looks like a death metal album that people are really big on. And then you get like, acknowledge your daddy. <laughs> yes. You're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. And I, yeah, some of the graphic designs, you know, could he use the fanatics? A, a That's what the over. company is called. It's called a uh, WWE shop, a fanatics experience. And I wonder ah, what that may do to at least that arm of the company. Uh, yeah, if they're smart, they probably have people in charge who underst- have a finger on the pulse of graphically what people right. are digging these days. And yeah. not just like, well, yeah, that looks fine. Like Vince McMahon, at the 80-year-old Google, looks at a t-shirt and says, yeah, that's fine. Right. <laughs> like, that doesn't necessarily mean that the 16-year-olds are going to be interested in wearing it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. With, uh, old 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 business before new business. Sure, I, uh, I'm on I'm on vacation from the clinic uh, for a few days. Which was I, I didn't remember if that was this week or not. Yeah, this so week. So did you already go out of town and then come back? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah, I went very quickly. It was about a 30 hour trip. Drove down, drove back, and uh, visited our friend Elizabeth. Um, she's she's her spirits are high. She's Good. got. Uh, uh, the, her first medical procedure in this new wave of things uh, tomorrow. Okay. Um, but uh, she gave me this amazing. Oh my signed God. framed picture of the, that. the murder grandpa wow minoro suzuki so that's a fantastic picture Ooh, thank you so much yes and thank you elizabeth if you're listening to this thank you for your your longtime friendship and everything you've done for both shawnee and myself oh yes, yes absolutely appreciate you and wish you well as you uh as you go through this yes no no matter how morbidly unpopular the show becomes there's a, a few people who yeah. just stick by us Inexplicably, <laughs> uh, I question their inability to find better entertainment, but uh, so it goes. It takes all kinds. Yep. And uh, but the, yes, uh, has been just an absolute amazing friend, and we love you very much. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's see. Uh, let me let me pull up the results here. Oh, you know what? This is something I wanted to bring up from last night. We'll go in reverse. We'll start last night. And sure. Then, and move through it. And you can give me your opinions on any of this stuff. So. 
I put Monday Night Raw on. I was a little, I think it's like a half an hour late, but it's a three hour show and there's commercial breaks. I'll be fine. Um, and it starts with the Judgment Day. And for a second, I, I love their entrance. I love that it's like black with the spotlights and they have to walk into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. For a second, with Rhea Ripley in the middle, there was like a, a space for a fourth human between her and Finn Balor. And I was like, what? And then it didn't happen. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but maybe, maybe an Easter egg. Again, one of the fun things about the new WWE. Sure. Uh, but then they came out and they cut a promo about how they're, you know, uh, what is it? Damian Priest is going to fight Edge next week. And Finn Balor's going off on Rey Mysterio. And Amy can hear me listening, watching wrestling. She can hear it in the house. And she kind of like from her office, she's like, are they still fighting the Mysterios? I was like, yeah. And it made me immediately remember when we used to call it the Baron Corbin Vortex. Uh, yes. And it definitely feels, that still feels like the old guard. The fact that like we've been watching the Judgment Day beat up the Mysterios for about two months now. And it's yes. about time to move. I, it's about time to move forward, but I don't think they know what to do yet. Like there's there's something, I think maybe part of it is that Edge is back, but he's not full back. Like maybe he's not, fully cleared um and maybe part of it is like them not knowing what to do with either the judgment day as part of the next step or ray and dominic like Mm -hmm. they've been teasing ray and dominic having a bit of a falling out for weeks now uh but they're not pulling the trigger on any of it right yeah on the one hand they're sort of splitting up potentially a a uh, a tag team where on the other hand you know we're bringing in hit row and Right. It looks like, fingers crossed, that the, the, the first prediction I made that was that the women's division and the tag division would be the two that we'd get to see some real changes in first. Right. Because they had essentially become so bottom of the barrel yes. that any attention to detail within those divisions was going to pop. And, and that's what I've been seeing. Um, yeah, I think you and I both, sort of the Mysterio's not our favorites. So right. that's a little tricky, right? You have this spooky thirst trap uh, faction. Yes, that is the perfect description. Spooky <laughs> just, thirst trap. Just just chalk filled with people that are fan favorites. And then on the other side, the Mysterio's who are more legacy. And, and no, Dominic is excellent. He, he really, oh, yeah. how young he is and how little uh, on-screen experience he is, he's got a lot going on for himself. It certainly feels like he's in the Rocky Maivia phase of his career. Mm-hmm. And like whatever's the next phase is probably when it's going gonna, it's gonna to land. And yes. we're all going to be like, oh, Dominic Mysterio, my God. Mm-hmm. But right now it's just, uh, he's still... I don't know. So, and you know, God bless Ray Mysterio that at his age he can still do the things he can do. Oh yeah, he may not be able to move as fast as he used to, and he may not be able to do all hundred high flying things you remember WCW Ray Mysterio doing. But the amount of things a guy that age can still pull off is still fascinating. And you know, I think that if you want to do the the conversion um, of uh, Dom Mysterio from this, I, I am the son of Ray Mysterio, and that's his role. Yeah. To an independent like this you know you want to you want to put some effort into that transition so in that regard i guess it it, it potentially may work out ultimately and we may be missing out by not embracing sure. it but again we don't know yet yeah. we're, we're still on the uh the same tip that i was five years ago which is any minute now the devil in the details is going to start to fall together and things are going to get interesting, right? Right. Uh, that's still uh, a bunch of hope right now. And, and uh, out of, you know, like eight things that are somewhat interesting on that are going on on a Monday Night Raw, the, the Mysterios definitely rank in the bottom of the, the bottom four, if not the bottom two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're definitely much more uh, speaking of details. I missed it because I've got raw on while I'm playing a video game because I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to say somebody's name that I'm like, Oh, I like that. Or for somebody to come back. Like, Oh, I like that guy. Uh, it, I, I was absolutely glued to the screen when we got to find out an update about Ezekiel uh, from yes. his father, Ernie jr. Ernie jr. <laughs> okay. So I love the stuff that's going on with Ezekiel. And I, you know, I, I very much wonder if this would have been like, is this in honor of Vince McMahon's plans? Is it a continuation of Vince McMahon's plans? It's, right. It's it's very entertaining. Like it's yeah. it's sports entertainment. I get it, but like pile it on, right? Like if you're gonna be silly. <laughs> pile it on. Show me that picture of a bunch of people at his bedside that are all very obviously the same person in different clothing. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. No, that was fun, but I had not noticed until um, this morning when it popped up on Twitter. That when Dolph Ziggler was brawling backstage with Austin Theory, 
you see an arm like hold a door open with a glove on it uh-huh. behind them, which is another nod to what's going on with uh, 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 what's his face from uh, NXT. I can't think of his name now. That's he's stalking AJ Styles. Oh yes, yes. Um, 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 yeah. Let's let's move on before right. we embarrass ourselves further. Fair enough. Fair. At Dexter Loomis. Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Loomis yes. yes. I knew as soon as we moved down that he would pop up. It was yep. going to be one of those things. Yep, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, very you know very funny stuff. And and I think it goes back to what I was saying before about if I've already conditioned myself to look for entertainment elsewhere, then it's going to take probably months of little things like that mm. happening all throughout the show for me to finally go, okay, I got to see what I got. I got, I want to be there when like one of the Bray Wyatt puppets are sitting in the background somewhere. Right. Right. When, something. when things start to be reach a critical mass and yes. it becomes, uh, it becomes embarrassing to have missed the thing or, right. or you feel like, Oh shit, I could have been playing that video game any other time. Yeah. This good stuff is, you know, I'm getting this good, good from the broadcast, which we haven't just had. It's been so damn long. A hundred percent. So it's uh, totally, totally understandable. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, um, uh, we talked about Kevin and, uh, and Drew. That was absolutely uh, fun stuff. Like you were saying before about the focus on the women's division, we're obviously seeing that with the, uh, the tag team, um, tournament that's going yes. on right now. We got to see that really uh, pretty spectacular match between Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Dewdrop and Nikki, Nikki Ash. Mm-hmm. Um, also, later on in the show, you got to see um, Dakota Kai against uh, um, what is her Dakota Kai, yes, yes, okay. Dakota sorry. Kai versus uh, Dana Brooke. Yeah. Which, it, weird pull, but okay. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Like, <laughs> as we're watching all these new people come in, you're like, hmm, Dana Brooke. All right. Never really gotten over with anybody for anything. Yeah. Like, what do you do with Dana Brooke? Right. <laughs> right. Well, like last week when we got to see Dakota Kai and uh, Io Sky go against, what was it, um, Dana and uh, the the other one that has really, uh, Jimmy Snuka's daughter, uh, Tamina. Tamina, yes. <laughs> Nobody Mina. I did like, she came out in colors. Uh, she came out strong. I mean, I didn't really talk about it. It's hard, it's hard to, you know, <laughs> talk up. Tamina, but yeah. at least there had been a little bit of a change. I, I don't think that was a uh, a Triple H change. I think that was you know personal. But I like that uh, she had some more flair to her appearance, and she she seemed to come out pretty brutal. Yeah, you know, I wonder if um you know coming out uh you know stiff and strong, a little more pro wrestling is 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 um, involved in that. I would say over the last couple of weeks, last night's Raw was the first time that it wasn't. I don't want to say it wasn't musty TV, but there was a lot of stuff in there that felt like, oh yeah, that's uh, kind of the same old thing. Like ending the show with Dolph Ziggler and Austin Theory is, and and not having like any type of swerve at the end of that finish. Yeah, is interesting. A weird choice, but all right, I I guess that'll mean something in a week or two. Uh, like I said, pitting Dakota Kai against Dana Brooke, there is story there, but it's like. You went, it's just like last week when the graphic pops up saying, coming up next, Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable. Seeing coming up next, Dana Brooke does not make me want to stick around. Sorry. No, no. And then I guess there's not really much reason to believe yet or at all that those are seeds that are going to like, because we've never seen Dana Brooke blossom into something. We've right. Had, you know, we've never seen Tamina blossom into something. Now, is that strictly because they've been given a very limited position and this is, you know, their chance to, to come out there and figure out how to grow or, uh, you know, are they just not particularly creative people? Right. Um, and it was also odd after being like gone for two weeks to see a Veer squash match again. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, like all of these exciting people that were, there's like the very yin yang thing of for every person from NXT who I'm very or or a, or a callback um, for someone who was let go right. that I am very excited to see there is sort of a long standing journeyman journeywoman on the roster who I'm just not interested in seeing sure and it's not as though we've seen Dana Brooke come out you know with a completely different uh, move set or a different uh, gimmick. Um, God, God bless you, Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus. Yes. But there's not a match left that I see Sheamus versus and go, oh yeah, I want to see that. Right, right. <laughs> it's just it's it's not going to happen anymore. And for me, I'm kind of the same way with Drew, with Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Very interested to see what happens with him after the Clash in the Castle. Does he become a champion? Is it a short-lived thing? Is it a long-lived thing? Well, and that's the thing too. Is like if he doesn't beat Roman. 
then what is the next part of his story? What's right. what is the next chapter? In the same way that you know we we've talked about other characters like Bray Wyatt or uh, Liv Morgan, who like if you lose enough times, I stop investing emotionally in you because mm -hmm. you're not going to win the big one. And when you do win the big one, I'm not emotionally invested anymore, so it doesn't matter. Right, right, yes. And he's been sort of bonking his head on the ceiling, so yeah. it's you know you can't keep that up forever. Right. Maybe his next uh, his next thing is to literally start running people through with a sword. <laughs> well, finally, the sword no longer there. I, maybe Vince McMahon was like, you know what? Give me my sword back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Vince's sword. It goes through the eye sockets of the giant Tyrannosaurus. Ah, skull. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was just letting him borrow it. Uh, moving over to SmackDown on Friday, started off with Raquel Rodriguez nearly killing Shotzi Blackheart. Interesting. Did you did you happen to see this? I did. Uh, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, Shotzi, very good at taking one. Um, <laughs> Where's that SEX drop? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what have I done? Extreme SEX. That was not my intention. <laughs> what is keeping pro wrestling down is people like you. Yeah, I've. I'm having a hard time not having that like Nia Jax reaction to you like you hurt one of my favorites. You need to go. Mm -hmm. But my when I, I saw it on Twitter because, OK, for one thing, Fox preempted Smackdown in Detroit because there was a Lions preseason game mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. And I was fully on board to turn on my phone on Hulu and put it on. And then it's the fucking Lions. And I'm like, well, screw it. So I didn't even <laughs> see it until yesterday. And I was like, well, I better watch SmackDown because we're going to want to talk about wrestling. Yeah, I, did, I didn't see a whole hell of a lot of it, to be honest with you. So. There wasn't a whole hell of a lot to see. I'm sorry to say there was. I mean, uh, Hit Row coming back is yes. very exciting. Um, I, I'm more excited to see B-Fab in the women's division than I am to see the other. The other two guys are fine, but like B-Fab to me, like she's got the look already and I've seen some NXT matches. So she, I believe she has the talent mm -hmm. and I want to see her in some some really cool stuff. And seeing uh, Liv Morgan drop on poor Shayna Baszler that like you're kind of like a poor man's Ronda Rousey was kind of funny and entertaining. Mm -hmm. My first reaction to that was, do you really want to make the MMA fighter angry at you? Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent um, lever I'm you know, already pretty sure she's going to destroy you. Yes. <laughs> Is your plan to get her for her to get herself disqualified because she won't break the hold and then you just have to defend your belt with three limbs instead of four mm -hmm. from that point on? What is. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, it's very exciting to see the workings with her um, in a long time favorite of uh, I think everyone here at the, the one fall show. Yeah, I mean, I like Liv Morgan, but like I said, it's it's hard to be invested. It's hard to, 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 to she had such a losing streak at the beginning of the year that she's going to have to keep the title for the rest of the year. For me, every every opponent she has as a successive opponent is like, well, there's no way she should be able to beat that person. Well, there's no way she should be able to beat this person. Jesus. Yeah, both her and Hit Row both sort of rose to prominence during the time where we were the most checked out. Yeah. And so I find it hard to have a, a firm opinion uh, because, I, you know, I don't want to half-ass be watching and say, oh, this sucks. You know, if there are sure. people out there that are just loving it, more power to them. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm not warmed up to it yet. Drew McIntyre as a top star still to me, he's like, he's Scottish Seamus, you know. Um, <laughs> He's uh, he's a little more agile at this point in his career, but not entirely, you know, not incredibly so. Um, well, and I think that that lends itself to us being checked out as they gave us Shinsuke and Gunther in an intercontinental title match that up until, I don't know, six months ago or something like that, like I'd have, that'd have been much watched TV. Mm -hmm. And now that you're giving it to me now, I'm it's on in the background and I'm checked out when I should be watching it fully and just wincing every time one of them connects with a kick or a chop yes and some good stiff looking uh yeah. <laughs> stiff looking stuff in that right yeah it's not quite to the aew yet where even the lowest stuff on the broadcast i'm interested in yeah again the devil in the details thing i know uh, we get into arguments with jv a lot about the type of storytelling that's being done but right. i'm invested in the long-term storytelling of aew not yet in that of believing there is long-term storytelling yeah. in WWE. Yeah, and that's what it's going to, you know, if 
if we're looking down the barrel of a WrestleMania where stuff that happened at SummerSlam and Survivor Series like really matters, mm -hmm. then okay, maybe maybe I'll pay a little more attention. Maybe I'll be a little more on board. I think it'll probably be th for me two, three, four pay per views down the line where one of them I finally just go. You know what? This was so good yeah. uh, that I really now am ready to start making sure that I'm I'm seeing at least some parts of the stories leading through it. But right. as, you know, as you say, as long as it's uh, the Mysterios against uh, the Spooky Thirst Trap for, for, <laughs> for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, I can uh, sort of I'm still being fooled into believing that I can say, well, WWE is basically going to give me the exact same thing every week. Yes, until the pay per view. So I don't have to watch week to week because all the little twists and turns are really not significant in any way whatsoever. Right. Now, did you see uh, <laughs> did you see Mox uh, and the big smooch on, uh, I, on Effie? <laughs> I did. I did. In fact, I think I I uh, added uh, you on Twitter and said, is this just set up for him and CM Punk to eventually kiss? Yes. After yeah. last Wednesday's Dynamite. Maybe he's, so, yeah. He's just trying it out on Effie to see if he likes it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, kissing my opponents is pretty all right. Effie's on to something here. <laughs> this is new. Uh, he's just going to straight up jack that from Effie. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Austin would kick someone in the guts and then give him a stunner. If Mox wants to kiss them before he gives them the, the uh, what is it? That's not the Death Triangle, the, the Death Rider? Yes, yes. Yeah, if he wants to kiss him and then put him in the Death Rider, then more power to him. I'm sure plenty of fans would appreciate that. <laughs> GCW is a wild and fascinating place. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I was reading because I saw on Twitter, I saw that clip and then I went to wrestling headlines and they had like what a two night event, I think. Oh, yeah. This weekend. And that was on that was just on Saturday night. Uh, Effie went on to fight again on Sunday night, which is wild. Impressive. But at the same time, like he's one of their top stars. So mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense that him and like Alley Cat would would totally uh, be on both nights. Bussy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was honestly, I was extreme. S E X. Honestly, I was surprised to see that Kid Bandit was nowhere to be found in that particular thing because I don't know how much GCW Kid Bandit has been in, but I'm just used to seeing that. Like, if there's a a uh, not quite AEW and uh, NWA Impact event going on, that Kid Bandit's probably there, probably mixing it up. I have not yet gotten fully uh, into what Kid Bandit is doing. I know, yeah. I mean, I am aware of the sort of social media hubbub that has sure. surrounded Kid Bandit, sort of got um, the earmarks of one of the next. Uh, I like the great the, the anime, uh, the anime characters. stuff that Kid Bandit dropped. Like the that was it a month ago? He did a match with like the Keyblade from uh, the video game Kingdom Hearts and wrapped it in barbed wire. <laughs> That's somebody funny. Who, I was like, all right. You got my attention. That's fun. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's the weekend here. I in fact, I was so distraught that I couldn't see um, I couldn't see SmackDown on Friday. I didn't even watch Rampage until I think like Sunday. Mm. <laughs> but it was it was an enjoyable hour, as I typically even even when I'm looking at a card and I'm like, eh, there's not a bunch of stuff on this card I'm super into. Even the stuff I'm not super into tends to be worth seeing. That's the tends tricky thing about fun. it. It's like the card visually never looks like it's a follow up to Dynamite. It looks, yeah. you know, it looks like it's almost the starting for uh, for Dark. But yeah, they the the matches end up being excellent when yeah. I do watch them. Because I, you know, looking looking at the card now and seeing like Sammy Guevara and Ty now Ty Mello uh, against Dante Martin and Sky Blue, I'm like, nah, that's a that's a Dark Elevation match. I'm not sure I'm really into that. But then I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, I love the mix match challenge. This is the goofy bullshit I loved. Ah, <laughs> when so you would put a men's and women's wrestlers in a tag team together like this. And and they have they've done that with the because, yeah, they just sort of out of it feels like almost out of the blue. Just start like, oh, we're doing mixed tags now. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it is there. there's a triple A title that Ty and Sammy grabbed okay at the last uh whatever their big event was like triple a mania or something like that so now they've got an excuse to like we'll feature your triple a belt on here and do a mixed tag and it'll be a, it'll be a blast and but, i think it's a good move yeah, because any spotlight you can get on the women they still do in my opinion have uh the problem of not being up to wwe's standards yeah. when it comes to the women's division yeah you tend to tend to i mean i i think we've we've used this maybe as an excuse for years now but you tend to think that they just don't get the reps that the guys do mm -hmm. in the ring 
in order to make their stuff look as tight as it could. Yeah, but yeah, with with how many people you have there in terms of trainers, um, and I, I saw that the uh, uh, the Nightmare Factory just opened a whole big new facility. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and they just grabbed Madison Rain from uh, Impact. Ah, did she's they? She's supposed I didn't to know be. Uh, she's supposed to be helping the the women. Not so much with the. Uh, I think Serena Deeb is still like basically the physical in match trainer mm -hmm. for a lot of the girls, but she's definitely. Uh, Madison Rain is is helping them more with like doing promos and with their look and all that kind of stuff, like you know figuring out the sports entertainment side, yeah, a little bit more. And it's not even necessarily the sports that are, yeah, I guess I guess putting it that way is fine. Um, but yeah, they, there is an issue of um, just how how to show out in a way that grabs everybody. Yeah, you know, because um, I will say once again, I, I can I feel this is a safe space because Justin's not here to, to, to you know use this against me at some point. Um, but I will say that if there's one thing that a lot of the wrestlers in AEW are missing is the ability to stop, to do a move and stop and let the crowd react to the move ah, I see, before yes. you move on. Because I, I understand when you watch a Young Bucks match and they go from a flippy thing to flippy thing to flippy thing, how that can turn a lot of people off. Um, but sometimes that's the kind of match you want to see. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely the, the, the big difference between a CM Punk or a John Moxley or Chris Jericho and an Orange Cassidy or a Nick and Matt Jackson or even a Kenny Omega is the ability to hit something and realize it's a big deal in the storytelling of this match and stop and let the crowd react to it mm -hmm. instead of going like, I got to get to the next spot, the next spot. Right. If you like that spot, the next spot's even better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost the, it's, it's uh, you're not telling a long-term story if you're showing me a whole bunch of TikToks. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, it's different, different, different approach. Um, I will say again, I feel like in in this regard, Triple H has turned the 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 production. He's using the the high end production team at WWE to its fullest capacity now, yeah. right? Instead of waiting till the last minute and changing everything, he's clearly saying like, okay, let's set these for next week. I up. want this to be very key. Yeah, um, I'm loving the promos that they're doing. You know, uh, it was cool that. Early on, Tony was letting um, Darby Allen do his little uh, like art video promos and things, right. and those those are neat. Um, first off, they've sort of fallen off. Uh, I think largely due to so much talent, they're just like, well, we have to squeeze another three matches onto this card, right? Um, uh, but secondly, because I, I for what I, you know, Triple H has just been there, and he just seems like a guy by all by all reports, by all impressions, he just pays attention to detail he's curious about what everyone is doing where vince mcmahon i think just was such a tunnel vision kind of kind of person it is interesting because you think of like when he hit like his his peak in his career was during like that attitude era time mm -hmm. when literally everyone from the top to the bottom of the card had a story and had something going on yeah you might not have given a shit what val venus was doing on monday night raw but there was a story going on, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the Godfather, you may have checked out as soon as his entrance was over, but he did have a feud and a story going on with somebody on his level in the card. Mm -hmm. And I think that's I hope that that's what we hope is that is those are some of the lessons that uh, Hunter Papa H is taking away mm -hmm. from that is that uh, let's make sure everybody's got something going on. Yeah. Um. I originally Orange Cassidy and Ari Divari, I was like, eh, whatever. And then I was like, oh yeah, I love Orange Cassidy matches. He always finds a fun way that like I've seen before to screw with. Like he starts the match, Ari Divari is like, why don't you just lay down and let me pin you? Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, we won't beat your friends up or something like that. And Orange Cassidy goes, okay. It lays down for him. And then when he goes to pin him, rolls away. Yeah. Like, All right, come on. And then rolls away. I was like, yes, thank you. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's. Uh, the, I like the idea. This is where this is where Justin and I disagree almost wholeheartedly. You know where he says that there are too many matches that don't mean anything. Yeah. To me, any time, any time I can see anyone who I um have have seen the work of face an Orange Cassidy, I'm gonna look for what's funny about that first interaction, right? Yeah. Like, what do they do to mix those things? Because. You know, it's not going to be just the collar and, uh, you know, collar and elbow tie up. It's not going to be, you know, just the test of strength. It's going to be these weird, silly little quirks. And like, how does this person's quirk 
um, mixed with Orange Cassidy's quirks. You know, the Danhausen, same thing. Yes. Whereas in WWE, it's all about the WWE way. It had all become this sort of like very homogenized. Okay, you're only going to use ten moves. You're never going to deviate past that, and we're going to keep it simple, but streamlined and very um, snappy and professional looking. Where it's just uh, the, the different, I, you know, the, the idea of just a random dream match is entertaining to me. If yeah. you're giving me a person who I want to see. Exactly. No, I, in fact, it's funny because I was just talking to my buddy Tim last week about the fact that he is, I was realizing he has now known me long enough. In fact, I think me and you have been talking about professional wrestling long enough that you can probably remember a time when I did not care about spooky bullshit. Yeah, generally speaking. There was, there was a, like, I, I think the clear point was when Matt Hardy was doing his broken Matt Hardy stuff in, in Impact, and they went up against Rosemary and Decay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is amazingly entertaining. And uh -huh. I love that. And from that point on, I was like, give me them spooky bullshit characters. I was, oh, how did I put it? Does your, does your character puke blood? He's probably my new favorite wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great. That is a great byline. But yeah, it's it, it, it's hilarious to to think about that because you know I I think Dan Housen would be over with me regardless. Yeah, because he's just so much fun. Yeah, but he's way over with me because he wears the face paint and because he does the curses and because oh, he yes, speaks yes. with a funny voice and has like a theme that sounds like the monsters mm -hmm. when he comes out. Oh yeah, now he's he's got so much Conan O'Brien and like Pee Wee Herman in him. Yes, that he, he's he was gonna get over with me I, yeah. I agree with you but yes that angle is so good and I you know I think in some ways the fact that WWE dropped the ball with with Bray Wyatt so much you know even sure. going well beyond before the fiend you know I think yeah. that I've long said that Bray Wyatt should have defeated him at Wrestlemania and he should now be on a streak of five or six wins like that undefeated streak should now be a thing yeah that they just uh weren't gonna do so and that's the only like in my heart I understand that uh, Danhausen is going to have a bad win loss record in a company where the win loss record matters. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it has to work that way. He's not a big guy. He's not a Parker Boudreaux, who I definitely want to talk about okay. uh, in a minute here. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, Danhausen keeps losing matches. I'm not going to see him on Rampage Dynamite anymore. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I don't think that's going to be the thing. I think he's going to be. Orange Cassidy lost a ton of matches. Yeah, you're probably and right. From very early days we sort of were breaking it down and saying well you know you've got uh of these people who are sort of an a tier and these people are sort of a b tier orange cassidy has five years before he had you have to worry about filling him in the a tier and right. he can do his silly fun stuff and slowly eventually you it's, it's just the slowest of boils i think yes. we're going to get that with dan Housen as well because dan Housen, of so. course isn't going to stop doing his stuff on the side yeah and just building this frothing fan base of people who love what Danhausen does. Yeah. Danhausen comes from a family of carnies. His father <laughs> His father's like a paranormal investigator that does the circuit of like what? paranormal convention kind oh of things. God. Yes. Yes, he's got That's uh, fun. He's got long hair. Uh yes. <laughs> I, I it would be fascinating to be able to meet Donovan Danhausen just to like not as a wrestling fan and a wrestler but right. like so what is it like growing up with a paranormal investigator as right. a father? <laughs> He's like, well, let me tell you, you become this, Danhausen. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the other thing for Rampage I definitely wanted to highlight was the uh, Trustbusters breakout star. I could see it already ah. is Parker Boudreaux. That, okay. guy, that guy is year one Brock Lesnar waiting to happen. He's he's so interesting looking because he's got like this Brock Lesnar body and yes. then this child head. <laughs> he's he's doing the reverse AJ Styles. Where for the longest time I was like AJ Styles has a fifty year old head and a thirty eight year old body. Of course, right now he's getting much closer. Again, we've been doing this show for a minute. Right, but Parker Boudreaux, when you see him, I'm just like it's like a baby's head. Yeah, <laughs> and I I remember body. seeing one or two matches of his in NXT mm -hmm. when he was part of the Diamond Mine and going, oh, that guy's real impressive. I like that. That's cool. But seeing him and Sonny Kiss, which it was great to see Sonny Kiss again, um, uh, put on put on their their basically a squash match on Rampage. I was like, ooh, this is, I uh, the mind already starts clicking. It's like this guy in Wardlow is going to be money. This guy, uh, this guy is going to be money. This guy, in, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm surprised. Still not a ton. 
considering the size of the roster, I, you would think that they'd be putting in a few more Haas matches because I think yeah. that that does. I mean, we make jokes about Vince McMahon only wanting big meaty men slapping meat. Right. However, there's the fan base if that you, also was following Big E and going, yes, I do like big meaty men slapping meat. Right. Yeah. If you want to fill out your plate with all the major food groups, mm-hmm. you definitely want big man versus big man. <laughs> I thought for sure when we had the original uh, uh, turn of Luchasaurus, which short lived and weird. I agree. Sure. Um, I thought that for sure. Oh, you're going to make him a heel eventually not too long from now he's going to be facing off with Wardlow and yeah. that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun because you have two really big guys who can do some pretty acrobatic stuff but of course that shifted really quick it so, makes you know. me wonder how much of that was um having wanting to pull the trigger on it too early mm-hmm. instead of wanting to wait too long to pull the trigger like we see in WWE very often right, I, th- sure. I think maybe that's that's a, a great example of because when, uh, when Jungle Boy came back, what was it, like three weeks, a month or something like that? I thought, okay, so we're going to get Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus a couple of times before mm-hmm. he turns his friend back into a good guy. And, right. then he, and then he makes his way towards Christian. And they just decided, nope, we're doing it now. Yeah, it seemed it seemed a little abrupt yeah. to me. I will... Um the the, the the ghost of Justin haunting the chair to the uh, right of me. <laughs> right. Uh, I will agree with him on that. See if I can pull the cameras up. You can see that ghost. Yeah. Is there a ghost over there? I don't know. Let's ask. Let's get uh, Dan Housen's dad on the phone. Is there a ghost in that camera? (laughs) 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 I would freak out if all of a sudden there's a ghost in that camera. Uh, Moving on to Dynamite. uh, We had, uh, well, I mean, the biggest news was uh, after Moxley and Jericho had their uh, bloodbath Mm -hmm. uh, as the return of CM Punk, who definitely had a limp. Yeah. I don't know. uh, I mean, they... I don't know. I'm sure plenty of people have already speculated that Punk coming back is to sell all out tickets or because WWE is making the moves it is like we got to shift attention back over here. Um, I don't I, I think it was inevitable. I don't. Yeah, and I think that with the healing of a foot, you know, you're going to be able to you're going to actually have to walk on it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, probably. Are we seeing him this week? Have they announced a match for him? I do not recall. I do not think so. There's no I, there's no match for sure. Okay. Um, let me look it up. But yeah, it would stand to reason that, you know, he can come out and talk. You know, I'm surprised that we haven't... Because because very uh, late last year at a pay-per-view, we, we saw um, uh, Kenny's uh, homeboy, the, the, the mouthpiece, that uh, crabby old man. Oh. Yeah, and Man, I, I would see out of sight, out of mind, right? Yeah, yeah. So we haven't, we, we didn't see him again. So I, I'm surprised that we haven't seen Kenny do walk on, um, you know, especially with the whole Forbidden Door stuff coming through. Like that would right. would have been the moment, right? Like if you imagine that you have a lot of Japanese fans watching at that time, and then fucking you know, Don Callis, Don Callis, yes, yep. you can. He, I, I almost imagined that at some point I'm going to see Kenny come out. And if you had done it during Fernbindo, I would have heard off in the distance from over the ocean. Yeah. Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. You know, he's always in those Kenny That's the uh, best part. matches. Was All the little, the little uh, Japanese ladies going, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the House of Dragon special this week. Oh, yes. The AEW House of Dragon special. It's the Trios Championship Tournament. Uh, Andrade, El Idolo, Roosh, and Dragon Lee versus the Young Bucks. And we don't know who. Interesting. Very uh Quite possible we could see. <laughs> Did you see somebody asked? Uh, and uh, there was an ask me anything with AJ Styles, and someone asked him if he was going to be <laughs> the Young Bucks third. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> as long as the Earth's flat, I can get there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I, I mean, they had their they had their thing on Dynamite last week where they asked uh, the Cowboy to to be their mm-hmm. partner, and he was like, "I can't do it, man. These guys, the the." The Dark Order were there for me. You guys yeah. weren't there for me, and yeah. I got to be there for them. And like, I like that. I like that storytelling. But if it's gonna be, if it's not gonna be the Bucks and somebody huge, if it's gonna be Brandon Cutler, that means, oh, that would be a huge. <laughs> you can't tease that means the Cowboy the, and then re, and then be like, no, no, it's gonna be Brandon Cutler unless Brandon Cutler can do some amazing things <laughs> that we are not aware of. <laughs> no, I, th- I think what it leads to storytelling-wise is that the Young Bucks are getting eliminated in the first round. They are not going to, much like we've seen the other EVPs take themselves out of title pictures almost immediately. They're like, yes, we want a trios title. No, we don't want to be the first ones. Interesting. Because that's what that says to me, at least. 
It says to me that Kenny's going to come back and they're going to win the thing. But yeah, we will see. All right. We will see. I like I would, it. I like, that. I, I like the um, the mystery there. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun week. I don't. I, it's odd that they're like, this is a very special episode where we are shilling for an HBO show. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> what is, it how is, is that great for AEW? I don't care how, where you get your, your, your um, commercial money. It is hilarious to me that. Uh, they are quickly moving towards every single show has to have its own tagline, mm-hmm. its own sponsor, and its own and like, okay, cool. But like the next time they come to Detroit, it's gonna be what the the uh, I, I can't even think of something. You can't uh, you can't be shitty in the Motor City. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I to be honest, I I ignore the tagline and all those. I just don't, right. I don't the because quake I wake by the lake. I don't. They just had the one by the lake, didn't they? That was last week. Yeah, it was the quake by the lake. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't have the. I don't have the mental bandwidth. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd have to sit <laughs> Put and that I'd have in to there write too. it all down. I'd have to keep like incredibly detailed logs. I don't think that's something I want to do with my life. <laughs> We're gonna see uh, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia in two out of three falls. So that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna yeah. You know we had uh, we had sort of uh, you know the the child and I had sort of talked about Daniel Garcia not really having enough like he's just Daniel Garcia. Yeah. It turns out that Daniel Garcia can go <laughs> and <laughs> right. you know, having him go against somebody who we have whether he is or not probably is I don't see but he's definitely now has built the kayfabe reputation of the best in the world, right? Like he's, sure. I guess he's been doing that forever. I saw a great video of um, an old-timey Miz yelling at Daniel Bryan uh, in the ring from yeah. an old WWE segment. Uh, and it was basically, he's like, I am better than you. And you had um, a couple, uh, CM Punk sitting next to uh, um, um, the man's man. And oh, well, William Regal. William Regal. <laughs> and they're looking at each other going, oh, yeah, he's much better. Like, they were just like, it's this panel of people and then The Miz. And The Miz gets up and he's like, you think you're better than me? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's no, much he's better than you. <laughs> <laughs> like, we all do, Miz. Yeah, it was, I, I could see why. Because in a recent interview, um, I saw just a takeaway and it was it was Daniel Bryan saying, Bryan Danielson saying, um, The Miz and I genuinely do not like each other. Yeah. However... I do respect him as a person who has put in a ton of work to get to where he's at. So he respects him as a worker, but like as people like now nah, he's not. I think that was the the live uh, the live show he did with Renee at the uh, Starcast a couple oh, of weeks ago. Okay. If I remember, because I remember my favorite quote out of that particular interview was when he talked about the promo on Talking Smack that they did, mm-hmm. and that he was actually supposed to hit the Miz. Oh, and during the promo, he realized I'm not. I can't take his heat. He's so, he's doing such an amazing job now. I, I have to walk away. Like if, oh, I, if nice. I hit him, all his heat all his heat dissipates because he can't hit me back. Right. So the best thing I can do is walk away and then see what happens next week. See if this is as good as I think it's going. Good guy, Brian, um, Brian, Brian Danielson. Danielson. Because yeah. yeah, that was one of the more memorable things of the last several years. You yeah, know? It was, for sure. Uh, and it's probably where for a lot of people, me included, Miz turned a corner. Absolutely. Being, and then being just like, ah, he's the mid card shit heel, whatever. They gave him the title once, but it didn't matter. We mm-hmm. all knew John Cena and The Rock was where the main event was. And it's the spot where Vince McMahon turned the corner because they inexplicably canceled the show, despite the fact that it yeah. was like, oh, this is like some. How great- dare the most entertaining thing on, on SmackDown be the thing that's after SmackDown on the network? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, we already have the set. We already have all the people under contract. No reason not to do this. <laughs> Let's not do it. <laughs> you stupid fucking ghoul. I bet if I sell that glass table, I can pay off somebody to have sex with me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Extreme. Oh, no. numbers don't lie. But, yeah, the other two things that they announced, which is definitely one of those, like, I don't get it, is Tony Storm is going to fight Kylan King and the Varsity Blondes are taking on the gun club. I don't know why that has to happen on Dynamite, but I'm looking forward to finding out why. Uh, you know what? I'm here for the ass boys. Although I've seen several people now um, saying that the uh, the ass boys probably aren't good enough to deserve the TV time they're getting. That was one of the reasons I wanted to have a discussion today. And we'll, uh, we'll push it back to a time in the future when right. I, I can get all the uh, personnel issues settled here and cleared with the board of directors. But right. um I want to talk a little bit about tag team wrestling now that we're mm-hmm. starting to see an elevation in the WWE. It's yeah. going to be, be quite interesting. And I'm just sort of interested where everyone's pulse is in terms of that WWE, be, right? Like, yeah, that would be an interesting question because I think we all have 
would definitely have a couple answers that are very similar, but then I think we all have one or two answers that are drastically different. Yeah, I think that, you know, I like sort of in line with the PW insider kind of mentality, there are mm -hmm. certain teams that are just through consistency and great work are going to be in that top five, top ten. Yeah. Um, but then there, there are going to be some young favorites that are, are going to get popped into the people's personal list. And so yeah. I'm really interested to see where, you know, we always talk about where, where are the young bucks at, you know, how popular are the young bucks. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the trios. Um, yep. I think that I lean towards agreeing with you that it would be good for them to step you know, basically have a third that that botches the trios for them and takes them out of it. Right. But that's that's sort of a Cody thing. We'll, well see if that, it's a Young Bucks thing, too. And then it goes back to something I'd said about somebody about Drew McIntyre. It's like, OK, if the thing we expect, which is the Young Bucks are going to be the first trios champion, doesn't happen, then what's the next chapter? Mm -hmm. You know, we do have all out coming up in just a couple of weeks. The Bucks are obviously going to be in a marquee match there. Mm -hmm. What's the next chapter? And I think a lot of people would go towards a. Uh, 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 FTR, like the Bucks and FTR, because that's usually good, right? It's always good. <laughs> Although I see, I do like the idea of uh, of Bucks and Kenny versus um, the undisputed, the undisputed elite. elite. Yeah, which I don't think are. If you look at the brackets, I don't even think they're in it. No, they're not because of the injury to uh, to Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, uh, I don't know where that lies. I don't think it was a long term injury. Um, was that one where he bounced his head off the ring? Was it a? Was it a? Concussion? Yeah, I think he, he. It was a concussion issue. I think it was the the last time we'd seen him in the ring. He got concussed, and they're like, "All right, can't let you get in the wrestling ring again for a little while, mm -hmm. just to make sure that old brain is working." Everyone should just have to talk to Daniel Bryan on like a weekly basis if they're if they're concussed. Well, have, to, yeah. have them talk to a medical professional, but then also have him talk to Daniel, and he'd be like. Yeah, I've been concussed. This guy's still not good. <laughs> <laughs> he's still on his, uh, he, he's still not doing, you know what Adam Cole's real name is? No. Do you want to know? Sure. Austin Kirk Jenkins. Well, Adam Cole is a better choice. <laughs> it certainly is. Austin Kirk Jenkins. Wow. What is he related to the Shogun of Harlem? Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. It's better than, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Gia, what is fucking Liv Morgan's real name? It's always, it's, it's oh, that's doesn't fit. Gianna Jean Daddio. 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 Amazing. His last name is Daddio. What oh, is yeah. your family start in 1952? Uh, that's, that's, his last name is Daddio. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, as, we, as we're kind of talking about Dynamite and wrapping up the show, um, Brody King and Darby Allen absolutely delivered as far as I was concerned. Was that? Uh, that was the coffin match that started Dynamite. Yes. Was that this week or was that the week before? Oh, that was this week. Okay. That was the beginning of Dynamite. The end was Moxley Jericho. Yes. But like that was a great beginning of the, and I knew, I knew when the lights went out, somebody would be in that coffin. <laughs> Uh, but right, it's right. Still, I still laughed when it happened. I still they open up and Sting's just laying in there like, "Sup." That was fun. It was a good. Uh, the coffin looked a little, uh, little spirit Halloween, right? Like, yeah. He, um, I remember uh, I was we were I was watching with um, with my buddy Rob, and we were reminiscing on the uh, Lucha Underground days where they had essentially a casket match that yes. was like a Day in the Dead. Like you had sugar skulls and bouquets of roses. It was like this just gorgeous set yeah and then you have like i have a better uh half-ass coffin hanging on my wall you at home do your would, bookshelf coffin yes is way better than the coffin <laughs> that they use for you but i think part of that is that they know uh it needs to be sturdy enough to make it through this match but not so sturdy that we can't just break it down yeah yeah and i the i thought the um the thumbtacks on the on the lid of the coffin were uh that's a, that's a superfluous <laughs> true true but that's a fun uh that's a fun addition to it making it almost like an iron maiden is like yeah. yeah so they can't just put their hands up and stop it from closing like it's painful to stop it for to get to that point of the match so you don't want to the commercial for the original like what 1986 or whatever the original um uh uh bill and ted's excellent adventure is so profoundly in my head from that time yeah put them in the iron, iron maiden, maiden. <laughs> excellent <laughs> execute them 
bogus. That commercial yep. always was like hilarious to me. Yeah. Just hilarious. Good stuff. But I also, I wanted to bring that match up because like I could see what the finish was going to be because mm-hmm. they were trying to set it up and it was a little clumsy, but I still liked what the, the finish of Darby choking him out so much that he falls to the ground and then in the coffin. It, it, I thought it was an excellent ending. Brody King is fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, it was a good combination, the two of them. I thought it worked really well to watch Brody King against um, Darby Allen. Yeah. It was a good way to have Sting included. Yep. Darby and Sting, not my favorite part of AEW, but uh, you know, certainly one, uh, a, a duo that have... Uh, have. They're definitely in the in a, that segment of like what's the next chapter it's time time to figure out what the next big chapter for the darby ellen sting team is yeah they've been sort of a main you know they've been a story for a very very long time i'm not bored with it i just it's just not my favorite it's just right whatever uh, for various reasons it's not gonna be i get to double up on julia hart uh fucking appearances so i was super happy (laughs) yeah you enjoying what she's doing between that and uh her showing up in miro's dark room while he talks to his god yes miro so (laughs) interesting miro's very interesting yeah, it's it's the kind of thing I, I think I've maybe even mentioned it before on this show that like I don't know that it's landing for all of us, but as long as he's doing what he wants to be doing, mm-hmm. God bless him. Yeah, I, I want to see him more, right? We're just not getting enough of him in yeah. terms of actual matches. Uh, I do. It's, it's such an interesting, this idea of like the Redeemer and Redeem these nuts and like <laughs> what is going on with this this uh, this angle. But yeah, Miro needs to be on my television more. You know, yeah. Rusev Day was so good and we like never without fail when he appeared on like it was a pop. Yeah, you got to find that. You got to figure out where that is for Rusev. I hate to say it, but I tend to wonder if his place is not in AEW. Yeah, could because be. uh, obviously a big part of Rusev Day was uh, his buddy from the Vaudevillains, mm-hmm. and he is now one of the commentators in Impact. Ah. Like if you put those guys back together over an Impact or something like that, you may get a fairly. I it's hard to say you're going to get a large pop in Impact, but you know, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on over there. So I don't. It's still the same crowds, it's the same like I'm fairly people in the yeah. two the two bleachers there. Yeah, I think um, even the uh, even the NXT 2.0 arena has a little bit more room for people than the the Impact uh, warehouse, the Impact Zone, where they uh, where they where they film that show. But God bless them, they're still doing it. Yeah, they're still yeah, having fun. I, whatever, man, the formula works. I don't understand what it is. I don't. I've long since uh, given up the idea of Rosemary needs to be someplace else where I can see her more often, and and more of the opinion of like. She's having a great time. She's getting to do what she wants to do. So, all right, good for you. Excellent. More power to you. I'll keep up with you on Twitch and on Twitter, and sometimes I'll figure out where Impact is on my television <laughs> when I see that you're doing something I want to see. Hey, when you do, please don't tell me because I don't need that baggage. <laughs> all right. That's, that's fair enough. <laughs> Anything else? We want to wrap it up? I think that's all I got as far as just looking over the uh, trying to look over the headlines here. Kevin Owens says that he would like to uh, go on a tag team title run with Sami Zayn. I'm sure Ooh. that's something both of us would be very, very happy with. I would be very high on that. Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, I like Kevin Owens just like throwing it all out there everywhere. He's just yeah. like, get me on the damn show. Right, the show exactly. is better when I'm involved. Is that wrong? I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, exactly. Powerhouse Hobbs is on, uh, is on AEW Dark this week. Interesting. Which is not... Uh, not encouraging after his big uh, his turn, but you know, going to dark is not like being on Sunday Night Heat or you know main event. And it's like you know the land of like oh, it's going to be a rough time getting through that glass ceiling back to television. No, and I think dark th- is just where you do some reps until they're ready to bring your story back in on TV. Yeah, yeah, dark. Um, dark seems to be working more than uh, elevate to me. Um, is it elevate? Dark yeah, elevation? dark elevation. Yeah, uh, the elevation. Yeah. Uh, largely, I think the the commentary teams, but uh, yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. First, right. seeing we got started, and we were both like, "Man, I don't know if we're going to talk a lot of wrestling this week," and we we nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great work, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, that is why you are the most underrated talent in the space. Yeah, thanks. I, I needed that because Justin. Nearly made me cry last week. He's so mean. He came out just like so, so mean. It was so straight. We had this, uh, a little little peek behind the curtain. I had a whole kayfabe thing. I'm like, hey, if you want to do this, maybe try this, uh, or just come in and do the show, or like just go rogue and just start <laughs> ranting like a loon. 
Jeez, talk. Oh, I don't know, man. We, he we, saw uh, the the day after I was here, which, by the way, because uh, we're getting ready to end the show, uh, make sure you guys check out the new Nerd Radio podcast over WRIF.com. I got to talk to uh, Gunther Ooh, for about 15 nice. minutes, and nice. uh, that's a fun interview. He's a very, very nice guy. Um, but Amy was with me on Wednesday when I, when I got to do that interview, and he saw us downstairs in, like, the hub mm-hmm. and pushed me out of the way so he could give Amy a hug. Well. <laughs> I was like, jeez, you dick. Well, wow. All right. That's, uh, that's our boy, Justin. Interesting to see how this develops. I know. He's, he's eventually, one of us is going to choke the other out, the other one out. I'm pretty sure I'm going to try and choke him out, and he's going to reverse it handily, mm. and I'm going right down. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, maybe we need to work on some moves. It's entirely possible. Get you in shape for whatever this rage monster is doing. Right. So, yeah, check out the Nerd Radio podcast over at WRAF.com. Of course, check out the site. Yeah, Gunta. Twitch at twitch.tv backslash chizuck. And uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, uh, twitch.tv backslash Limit Break Radio is where you can check out uh, the One Fall Show Super Universe. So to where, uh, next week, uh, we're heading towards the Royal Rumble, Ooh. which will be fascinating. And that means we're uh, just maybe a couple of months away from WrestleMania, which means we're going to have to redraft the rosters again. We'll have to, we haven't discussed what we're going to do as far as that's concerned. But uh, first year... Uh, Nate's character, Nate Thunder, had a great year in AEW, and Will's character took over NXT, was a champ champ Mm -hmm. for a little while. Uh, My character floundered on Monday Night Raw, but this year I am the SmackDown champion as the spooky overgiver, so Ah, we're interested to see what the the WWE 2K19 decides to do with us in our third year, Mm, as far as that's concerned. Interesting. Excellent, excellent. I'm Shawnee Constant. You can find me on Instagram at Shawnee.Constant, showing off pictures of my dogs and garden. Uh, My dog garden. I was going to say, you got another dog? Not yet, no, but I'm looking at him every day. Oh, no. Uh, Mine need, uh, no, Matilda needs some work. Um, so yeah, but she'll eventually have a sibling. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But she'll, she'll get a little more socialized, and then uh, yeah, it'll yeah. be great. All right, and you can find uh, we nominally have a Twitter uh, at at One Fall Show that yep. occasionally we got on. a Facebook group at the One Fall. Yeah, Show. Yes, the Facebook group is actually if you post things on the Facebook group is most likely that I will see it. I for whatever reason cannot get these other hooligans to really engage you and i cannot get these other hooligans. every every time i try and uh lately to uh go get on the facebook group to like say something to somebody it changes me over to the one fall show account ah. on the fan. And i'm like no i wanted to comment as me yeah damn it so if the one fall show comments on something you put on our facebook group more than likely it's me yeah and i just yeah, hijacks the new app hijacks i think it's yes. supposed to be to make pages better right but i don't understand how it works it doesn't either. help when like two or three people you know own a page <laughs> yes. and you're like you have no idea who's talking to you mm-hmm. damn it mm-hmm. all right take all us right. home Johnny. all right have fun everybody be safe don't don't fall in the hole <laughs> yeah who is this you one fall show housing from sean housing Yes, Macomb County, produced a podcast of some sort. Who is Dan Housen must come on to this show. Who is this? Who is knocked on Dan Housen's internet phone door to ask him to come on a podcast? Dan Housen does not know this. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Who knows? Fun fall show. Listen to this podcast. You've tricked Dan Housen into promoting your show. How dare you? You'll rue the day. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs>